Welcome to War Dove Podcast. Warring Dove International is a kingdom organization focused on building local and global partnerships, equipping ministry leaders, and raising up a company of warriors who, like a dove, have eyes to pursue one thing, the king. Thank you for tuning in today as our founder, Lisa McFarland, shares her message. You're missing love. You're missing significance. You're missing finances. You're missing feeling secure. You're missing a sonship, whatever it is. And that missing identity, that missing whatever it is, is causing you to be separated from God and separated from his anointing flowing from others and also to numb your pain with an addiction. We need the anointing, and the anointing breaks every yoke. Amen? It says in, in, in John chapter 1, right? That G, it says about that Jesus, that to those, he, he gave them power to become the sons of God. Do you remember that? God doesn't get, want you to have poverty. He wants you to have an anointing to be a son of God. Amen? It, tonight, as I'm speaking about the anointing and we continue on, I want you to think about this. The opposite of the anointing is a spirit of poverty. We don't want a spirit of poverty. We want to have power, love, and a sound mind. We want to have the spirit, and we want to have the anointing. We want the presence, and we want the power that comes with that. Amen? Amen? So let's look at your handout. You ready? This is not necessarily, you know, kindergarten teaching here. But you know what? I've learned something. Americans need, they need practical counsel of how to be a Christian. Amen? So let's start here. If I have a poverty uh, spirit, we want to break that tonight. And as we're talking about the anointing and we're releasing the anointing tonight, whether it's while I'm preaching or during the altar time, the anointing comes to break every yoke. So if I was preaching and you said, oh my God, that's me. I, I've been operating in a spirit of poverty. I have not been uh, submitted fully to the anointing. I need more Holy Spirit. I need more anointing in your life. It can happen tonight. Amen. Right? And the word of God is powerful. And it will break this, and the anointing will break every yoke. So, you need the anointing, right? First part of your outline, it says in Luke 3, 22, it talks about that Jesus was anointed. Before Jesus came to the Jordan River, there's no record or anywhere in the Gospels that Jesus did any miracles. In other words, when the anointing came on him, something happened to him that changed him, and he began to move in power. Before the anointing came, Jesus was just like any other person. When the anointing came on him, then he, it says in Luke 4.14, when Jesus came back across the Jordan River, he came in the power of the Spirit and immediately he goes to Capernaum and he begins to preach with power and authority and he begins to cast out demons and he begins to lay his hands on the sick and they begin to be healed and his ministry takes off. Nothing's going to happen without the power of God in your life. So when I'm talking about the anointing, I'm talking about the power or the presence, the oil. When God comes and pours himself on, on you, when the spirit of the Lord comes on you, when you're empowered by something supernatural that comes from outside of you from heaven. The power, the presence, the anointing, right? That word anointing means to smear or to rub, as in I pour oil on you or rub the oil into you. And you know what? When you get oil on your clothes, you can't wash it off. 
right? When they would take Esther, and I don't know, I can't remember, six months or a year, that they were soaked in oil and perfumes. So it would soak down into their skin and hair so that the women that came into the king there in Babylon, they, they, the oil had soaked into their skin and their body and their hair, and they smelled like that perfume or fragrance. If you can handle this, in Song of Solomon chapter 1, it says that God is like perfume or ointment or oil poured out. Just his name smells like perfume. Mm. Right? So you want to be anointed. You want to have his presence or his oil smeared on you, rubbed into you, soaked down in your bones. You know, when you're in pain, you want that icy hot stuff that soaks down into your bones. But let me tell you, the anointing that comes from heaven is way better than any icy hot, right? You'll feel, whoa, all cool, and then, whoa, it'll burn. And it's awesome. And it will take your pain away. (laughs) Oh, I got to get, I'm trying not to feel any anointing so I can, I can get through my material but it may not work oh well so I, t- I wrote it out for you so that if I fall on the floor you have all the notes all right you can preach to yourself so Jesus was anointed in Isaiah 61 it talks about the spirit of the Lord being on him right and what happens that he's the anointed one in fact when you think about Jesus they called him Jesus the Christ that's Greek for anointed in Hebrew, it's Yeshua HaMashiach, which means in, in, in Hebrew, the anointed one. In Isaiah, Isaiah prophesied, there's going to come somebody that's going to be anointed by God. He's going to be the anointing. And they were looking for him. They were looking for the Messiah. They were looking for the Christ. They were looking for the one that was going to be anointed. And they had seen the anointing come on King David and on Samson and on Bezalel and Aholiab in the Old Testament. They knew that when God poured himself out on a man or a woman that they had supernatural abilities. That heaven would back them up and something would happen when the anointing came on them. Right? When the anointing would pour out on somebody, Samson could rip the gates off. He could kill a thousand Philistines with the bone of a donkey. You know, David could take a little stone and kill a giant, right? A poor little boy named David would become a king because the anointing had come down, smeared on him, rubbed into him, and it separated him out and conferred holy office or separated him so much so that that it, it, it separated him into a service or an office to be used by God. You know, so they knew when they were looking for the anointed one, they were looking for somebody that heaven had empowered. They were looking for him. They would say, is that the Christ? Is that the Christ? Are you the Christ or should we look for another? Right? And Jesus said, I am him. I'm him. Right? Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. You know? And that's what they were looking for. And Jesus was that. If Jesus is inside of you now, how much anointing do you have now? Where's Jesus at now? In here. Jesus, the anointed one, is in here. How much anointing do you have now? 
In Isaiah chapter 11, it talks about the seven spirits of God, that they will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, might, and the fear of the Lord. And in Luke chapter 4, Jesus stands in the synagogue the first time he preaches publicly that we know of. And he said, hey, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to set at liberty those that are captive, and to bind up the brokenhearted. Right? He said, there's an anointing on me. And this anointing doesn't just come to make you feel good. This anointing doesn't come for you to just get rich. There's an anointing because God has made a deposit like that man that came and gave talents to his servants. He's looking for an increase or some fruit or some productivity. He's empowered you with himself and he's looking for something to come out of you that he put in you. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, right? In Acts 10, 38, Peter's preaching, or actually Paul's preaching to Cornelius, and he says, you know how God anointed Jesus with power, right? He's talking about God the Father anointed Jesus. When did God the Father anoint Jesus? At the Jordan River. When the Holy Spirit came down in a form of the dove, and the Father said, this is my son. And the Spirit of God rested on him. We know because in Luke later and in John, John the Baptist says, I knew he was the Christ because the Spirit of God had told me, when you see the one that my Spirit comes on and rests or stays or remains on him. I don't want the anointing to come and touch me. I want it to come and wrap itself around me, soak down into me like oil in my bones, and I wear it around, and it transforms me and conforms me into the image of the anointed one. Right? When you see it and it remains on him, that's how you'll know that's the Christ. And when John the Baptist saw the dove, like a dove, come and rest on Jesus, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And he tells his own disciples, I I must decrease, he must increase, follow him. Right? Follow him. So you need this anointing. You need it, right? And there's some verses right there. Jesus said, without me, you can't do anything. Nada. Rien. You can't do anything without God, right? And Zechariah says this way, not by might, not by my power, not by my might, not by my power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. If you're going to do something great like they did in the book of Zechariah and bring about transformation in the government and a national revival, you're going to need an anointing. In Zechariah, there's a picture of these lampstands and two guys are, 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 are there and oil is coming out of these trees and the anointing is just flowing continually, right? They're called the sons of, uh, of, of uh, the olive something, I can't remember. Acts 1.8, Jesus said, hey, you know what? I breathed on you. I even let you preach and cast out demons in my name. But you know what? I'm leaving. But I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send someone else. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to baptize you with fire and the Holy Ghost. John the Baptist said that too. One who's coming after me. I'm baptizing you with water. But the one that's coming after me, he's going to baptize you or release on you or saturate you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So Jesus is getting ready to go up to heaven. He says, listen, I'm leaving, but I'm sending a comforter or the spirit to you. He will teach you all things. He'll help you remember what I told you. He will lead you and guide you into truth. He will be your teacher. 
Go and wait until you receive power to become my witnesses. And they went and waited in Jerusalem for 50 days. And on the 50th day called Pentecost, right? You know what happened? They heard a sound like a rushing mighty wind. And it came into the house and it, and it filled the house. And it set on every single one of them. And it looked like little streams or little flames of fire on their heads. And they began to speak in tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Right? And the Bible says the promise is for you and your children and those who are far as many, anyone God wants to call. Right? It didn't stop after the apostles died. It's still going. And they didn't just get filled with the Holy Spirit and get anointed once. You can read several times in Acts. It says, and they prayed and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they prayed and the house was shaken. And they prayed and they were filled with the spirit of boldness. And they prayed and they were filled with giving. And they prayed... And they were filled with power. Right? It's not enough to be filled up once because you leak. You leak. You leak out when you're ministering and you leak out. You have to be continually filled up. Right? A living water means water's going in, water's going out. If, nothing's, if everything's gone in and you never got anything new and nothing's coming out, you are a stinky well. You are not a river of living water because it should flow continually. Right? So it's not going to be a one-time deal. In Jeremiah 17, it says this, Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind or trusts in flesh. I need the anointing because the opposite of the anointing is the spirit of poverty that says, Hey, I can do this myself or I can't do this myself. And I'm cursed. I'm never going to do anything because I'm looking at myself. Right? Amos, in chapter 6, God says, you know what I hate? I loathe. You know what I hate? I hate it when you say by our own strength we did this. I hate that. I hate it when people say, I'm good. And I want to say, no, you're not. No one is good but God. I've got this. And I'm thinking, probably not. Right? God says, I hate it. I hate it when you say that by your own strength you did that. And then Jeremiah says you get a curse when you're trusting in yourself. I don't want to be cursed. I want to be blessed. I want to be anointed. Right? John chapter 5, Jesus said, even Jesus said, I can do nothing on my own. I don't speak of my own. I don't do things on my own. I'm not here for my own will. I'm not here for my own pleasure. You remember all those things that Jesus said? He kept saying, everything comes from the Father. I I don't speak my words, I speak the Father's word. What I do, it's not what I do, I'm doing the Father's work. What I do, what I see my Father do, I say what I hear my Father say. It's all about Him, it's all about heaven. It's not about me. Because they said to Jesus, who are you? Aren't you that carpenter's son? Aren't you a blasphemer? Aren't you casting out demons by having a demon yourself? Right? If he was only looking at himself and looking about what people thought about him, he would have never done anything that he did. Jesus was always looking somewhere else. He was looking at the Father because he was a son. He understood his sonship. When the anointing came on him and he heard the Father say, this is my son, the power to become a son came on him and the anointing broke yokes in his own life and everybody else's life that he came in contact with. You need the anointing. 
examples of other people that were anointed. And I'll just pick a couple. You know, in 1 Samuel chapter 10, uh, Samuel comes and tells Saul, a little country boy from Benjamin, and he says, hey, you, God's going to make you king, and you're going to go kill all those Philistines. It'd be like saying, hey, we're going to send you over there to Iraq, and you, you, let's just pick somebody, you know, you are going to go kill all those ISIS people. And Book of Ram, too. Uh, I want you to, you know, we read these stories like, oh, it's Mary had a little lamb. Listen, you know, God, God's coming to him and saying, hey, you, you're no longer going to be a country farmer boy. You are now going to become a general, and you're going to kill all this army. Can you imagine what Saul thought? And he said, what? I am nobody. I am from the smallest family, from the smallest tribe. And I'm only here because we lost our donkeys and my dad's going to kill me if I don't find them. We only came to talk to you because we needed our donkeys so we can go home. I don't want to be a king. I don't want to be a general. I don't want to do anything great. Surely you are mistaken. Do you know who I am? Actually, what he's saying was, do you know who I'm not? And I feel like God sometimes wants to say, do you know who I am? I don't know how many times God said to me, stop looking at yourself, Lisa. Look at me. But Samuel says to him, don't worry, tomorrow you're going to be walking along and some prophets are going to be singing coming down this mountain. And when you see that, that will be a sign and the Holy Spirit, is the Spirit of the Lord is going to come on you and you will be changed into another man. Yes. I bet he was thinking, dude, I don't know where those donkeys are, but I wish I had them. And I don't know what mountain he's talking about. In fact, we're going to go the other way. You know, but when he got by this mountain, sure enough, there comes these guys singing, and the Spirit of God comes on him, and he starts singing and dancing and prophesying. What, what do you mean? I don't know. Something happened that people were like, dude, Saul has become a prophet. And when he got home, he broke out doing it again. This guy who was shy, later on he's hiding when they come to anoint him king. He's thinking, no, no, I don't want to be king. Pick somebody else. But you know what happens? His own family said, that's not Saul. That's not Saul. That's not him, right? Because the anointing had come and empowered him and changed him into somebody else. What about David? I just talked about that. Little singing boy playing the harp out in the back 40. Kills a lion, kills a bear. The Bible says that Samuel came and anointed him. And it says, and the spirit of the Lord came on him from that day to the rest of his life. When God anoints you, you're anointed. You might hold it inside like that guy, but once God gives it to you, you got it. You just need to stir it up. You need to stop looking at you and look at him. Amen? That anointing made him kill a giant. That anointing made him, made him scale up the wall and kill the Jebusites. That anointing kept helping him till even when he was old. The anointing was still helping him. Right? What about the disciples in Acts chapter 2? Three days before every single one of these chicken livers runs for their life. Or maybe 50 days. 50 days before. They're all running. They're all hiding. And Peter's swearing, I don't know Jesus. But the Holy Spirit comes on them. And Peter, who was afraid he was going to get killed, stands up in front of everybody in Jerusalem and yells with a loud voice, You killed Jesus. (laughs) Right? He starts preaching. And a boldness comes on him. So much so that these disciples change to where people are like, Who are these guys? Because they look like stupid fishermen. 
But when they talk, they speak with power and authority. What happened to them? And it says in the Bible, in the book, in the book of Acts, they took note that they had been with Jesus. What was on Jesus got on them. And what was on them got on the other people. Right? The anointing is contagious. Right? You can't get a be covered with oil and you get near, remember when people used to have all that stuff in their hair and you get near them and they get it on you and you're like, stop it. You're getting your stuff on me. Right? You can't get near Jesus without Jesus getting on you. And when Jesus gets on you, it will get on everybody else around you. The anointing made Mary without a man have a baby and start prophesying. So they were anointed. What about us? Are we anointed too? 1 John 2 says this. The anointing which you received from him. Right? There's an anointing that we received from him. Who? Him who? Him the anointed one. Because he's the one that sent Holy Spirit to anoint you. To give you power. To give you power. Right? He's the one. He's the one who sent the anointing and you received it from him. Right? In Isaiah 59 it talks about the spirit of the Lord coming upon you. In John 15, 7, it says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask whatever you want, and it will be given to you. And I put this quote in here from Benny Hinn because of this. How does the anointing come, Lisa? How does the anointing come? How do I get the anointing to increase in my life? I didn't put this in your notes. You can write this on the back. One, Psalms 119.32 says, I run hard after your commandments, therefore you've enlarged my heart. Right? The anointing increases when I go after God's word, when I go after him. <coughs> the anointing comes when I worship. Do you remember? In Second Chronicles, I think it's chapter 20, when they begin to dedicate the temple and they begin to worship the Lord and being sacrifices of praise, the glory filled the temple and the anointing came on the priests they could not even stand. Right? The word and worship increases the anointing. Thank you so much for listening to Warring Dove International's podcast. To find out more about our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at wardoves.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to leave a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. We'll see you next time on our next episode.